0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. plus. Good morning. Welcome to You Are OK, hosted by Blogshope. I. Am Kitty, who is Uh, okay. How is, much time it is that we. Have. Uh, okay. Brian, Bob. Morning. How are you? I'm
1: wonderful. How are you this morning?
0: Doing good now. Thanks. I was a little concerned I was going to be doing this alone. I'm sure what.
1: I... I called in a few minutes ago and didn't get a response of a of someone of a host of any sort. I, I wasn't sure what was going on myself.
0: Ah, yeah. I guess I got off air after,
1: but It seemed to have started. I'm not sure if it's my connection or not, but I'm having a hard time hearing you. Huh. Why don't we go ahead and cut the music?
0: Right, I can do that. Okay, does that make it any better? Yes, now I hear you. Okay, so the music just must have been too loud. Even the, my, That's always an issue, it seems like. Yes, I've noticed that myself. The music. the So, how have you been? It's been a while since I've been on the show. I've been fantastic. And how have you been? Uh hanging in there. It was about as as good as I can say it's been lately. (laughs) Okay. So Well, well you're here, so that's good. Yep, exactly. As as an old, uh, I guess, well, he was an old guy. I was going to say as a guy that used to work for me used to say, um, they haven't thrown dirt in my face yet. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, I'll always remember that, because I say, how are you doing today? Well, I haven't thrown dirt in my face yet, so it's a good indication that something's all right with you, I guess. There we go. <laughs> so today's topic that we're going to talk about is how to how to infuse kindness and how to put away or shut off the time that we spend in the past which really to me means living in the moment and being kind and compassionate in the moment. And I'd like for some callers to call in today uh, and talk about how it is that they remain focused and living in the moment, or maybe uh, talk about some times when they weren't able to live in the moment and what they did to get out of that funk or how they are sure to infuse kindness and compassion into everything that they do all the time. We'd like to hear from our listeners out there and to get a hold of us, you dial 646-595-3584. Again, that's 646-595-3584. We'd love to hear from some of you today. see, so did we wanna we do this, folks. It's, it's off the top of our head, and, and you know, we don't rehearse a, ahead of time. We kind of just look at a topic, and I'll be honest, I didn't even look to see what the topic was until this morning, a couple hours ago, and we kind of just wing it. So It's the only way to fly, Bob. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if we were to script the whole thing, then we'd have a caller. Because <laughs> then we'd be all, right? <laughs> No, actually, I was watching a movie last night, kind of a, I don't know, to me it was one of these cheesy movies, but the guy didn't have a memory anymore, and he was trying to read off of some cards and, and acting like he still could remember things, and he dropped the cards on the floor, and he couldn't, you know, then, you know, he couldn't put them back in the order that they were, so now his speech was just, he, he panicked, didn't know what to do, so it just reminded me of that when I said, you know, we're we're unscripted. <laughs> And, oh, that's yeah. interesting what is this movie uh, you know what, I did not remember what it was called it was uh, something with a stranger that's all I remember and I didn't see the whole thing I only saw part of it okay too cheesy for you I'm sorry it was too cheesy for you yeah it was I don't know <laughs> one of those okay. movies that you know if you keep watching it or you saw the whole thing you might cry
1: <laughs> okay
0: gotcha Chick flick, I I guess I
1: should say. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, Well, I know as far as the topic goes, as you said there, Bob, we're going to be, well, the way I think of the topic as well is talking about, you know, letting go of your past and therefore being in the now. And I know for me, one of the best ways that I've experienced uh, letting go of the past is by simply focusing on something that is happening right here and now in this moment. And that isn't even talking about giving my attention to the future, but rather just giving my attention to what's going on right here and now. And that's something that is easy to do if you have people around you, for sure. Because when someone's around you, if you just stare at their features, their facial features, their hands, something about them, And you don't bring with you when you're staring at this thing or this person thoughts about if that's a good feature or a bad feature, but rather just look at it and just notice it. I've noticed for me that brings me right into the present moment, right in that moment. And when I can start to do more activities in my life with that frame of mind and that being accomplished as I do it, then it just becomes easier and easier for me to look at things without my judgments coming along with it. And I've equated the past and the future with my judgments. And so when I can release my judgments as I look upon things, then I don't bring in past or future. And I'm just being with that thing fully present in that moment.
0: So it's kind of a, a higher level of people watching <laughs> there you go there you go it's a it's a non judgmental people watching it is interesting when you when when you i'm a big people watcher it's it it's you know I spent a lot of time in airports and a lot of time traveling and there's not not much you can do when you're sitting in an airport well there's a lot you can't do you can be working on things on your laptop and but you know there's that time when the laptop has to be closed it has to be forming a line to get where you're going and, and, you know, you, I find myself looking at people and it was interesting that you said, you know, looking at their features and it's always fascinated me how different people look, how much we, you know, or how, or how the same we look when you look at something as a whole. But if you were to take on a little piece of a person, like you said, a hand or, or some feature that they have and just kind of, examine it. Hopefully they're not gonna notice you staring and get mad, but right. <laughs> the, the I can see where, you know, that it does take that takes your mind. It gives you that mindfulness of not being not thinking about the past or the present or I'm sorry, but the past or the future, but just thinking right at you know, what's going on in this very moment and what can I do to not live in the past, and I guess, well, I don't guess. I know over the last few months I've spent a lot of time in the past and thinking about, you know, why why did I do this and why did I do that? Why did I say this? Why didn't I say this instead? What would have, what would have happened if this or that would have been different? And, you know, I, I guess I've kind of found myself in a rut lately in trying to stay focused on not even on the present but on, on stay focused to, enough to not even stay in the past and Well how are you going
1: to how are you going to stay in the present if you don't stay focused in the present
0: Yeah it's, the, it's, <laughs> it's something I'm struggling with right now actually is you know staying you know not having those thoughts of what if You know and I think of that I right? That a lot of people struggle with that, and there's times in my life when you know I can totally live in the moment and in the present, and not feel like I need to revisit something to to make a decision about the future. And I've just had a little. You know, I,
1: the I find the- I find for for myself that. Um, when I do think back upon situations that happened to me and I have those what-if scenarios and whatnot, I do find those can be um, beneficial for the future because, in a way, we do learn from our mistakes. Right. And, the again, what I mentioned earlier is when we can release the judgments upon the situations that happened. And rather, now we all, we all have the saying, hindsight is twenty okay. twenty. So being able to look back on our past and, quote, see our mistakes gives us now a different vantage point that we're seeing them from. And I've always, and well, not always, but very recently come across in my awareness that the moment you can see a mistake, you're already a step above it. And so the fact that you can look upon past actions and see a mistake is like looking from an observer's point of view rather than the one who is committing the crime, if you will. And the only thing that keeps us in the frame of mind of that mistake being a problem is that we're judging it and judging ourselves for saying how stupid could we be rather than saying, oh, I see, I can do better now and so therefore i can do better later and when i take that frame of mind with me in my reminiscing upon situations that happen to me then i advance past those mistakes rather than carry them with me like a monkey on my back because i just won't let them go
0: right so it's really saying hey I made the mistake. What did I learn from it? Because I, I truly believe that we do things and that we're here learning lessons and 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 becoming stronger, bigger people within ourselves to move forward. And, and and we do make mistakes. And I and it's that you know holding on to those mistakes and passing judgment on ourselves, which I think you know there's an adage that, or some people say that you know I'm my biggest critic. Yeah, and I think I think we all are. Well, I'm, I should never say we all are because all is all is uh, too encompassing. A lot of people, uh, <laughs> are, right? Yeah. So I think that we we always need to remember that that we're we are many of us. Those of us who probably tend to live in the past more, and past that judgment are probably our worst critics, and that's where we need to stop being our worst critic and focus on the now, the present. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with looking into the future and deciding what it is that we want, as long as we're implementing that and not carrying that judgment, but taking what we've learned and applying it. Right. So so that we're not, making the same mistake over and over again. And when we find that we are, that's where I think we beat ourselves up even more is when we, when we tell ourselves, Oh, I've already done this three times. Well, why do I, why do I keep doing this? And, you know, that's a good time to, you know, maybe, uh, really stop judging yourself and, and look at what lesson that there was in it and ask, ask your inner self, your divine love, God, Yahweh, Jehovah, uh, Buddha, Hare Krishna, whoever it is that is your your spiritual being or divine, to to help you to learn to understand what that lesson is and to really bring that all of that bring all of it into the present moment and this decide and figure out what it is that it was and be determined to to move forward and not keep going back there but it's hard well I think on
1: both of those scenarios that you laid out the common um, factor in both of those is the realizing whether you continue to make the same mistake over and over again or you're going to think about what you want in the future the one thing that needs to happen for you to let go of the past and to create a new future is for change. And the only reason why something would continue to come up in your experience is because you've thought about how you don't want that to happen anymore, but you haven't changed anything to make sure that you don't continue to manifest it in your experience. And so when we, we can talk all day long about, oh, I want this in my life and I want that in my life, but then, if we sit on our asses and say, "Now it's going to come to me," well, <laughs> right. I guarantee it you, it's not coming to you if you don't start moving in that direction by making changes right. in your life that so will bring I... about that manifestation.
0: It's, you know, you, you mentioned that I, I chuckled a little bit, and that's because I hear people that, you know, and I have a, a visioning collage that that I you know put together and I look at and I and bring myself into the moment with. And that's one of the things that, you know, it it keeps me focused. And people that, you know, some people have made these for years before The Secret came out. But if you listen to, you know, The Secret and you – and I believe that you can make things happen in your life and you can make things manifest. Uh, But I think a lot of people out there think that, oh, I can just think it and put it down on a piece of paper and it's going to happen. And I've heard people say, well – you know hey you know just just vision it and it'll happen and i and i'm always a little leery of that because i think well but you may have a lot of roadblocks in your own life that stop you from achieving that and like you said you can't just sit on your ass and write down on a piece of paper hey i'm going to be i'm going to be the president of my own company well i don't think someone's just going to and come into your your living room while you're watching TV and hand it to you. <laughs> right. You got to you got to put some you got to put forth some effort and have some uh, determination to get that done. Is it good to say this is what I'm going to do and make that a goal and make that something that you want to manifest in your life? And it doesn't have to be being president of your own company. It could be simply that. Um, it could be anything that you want it, want it to be. And but you you can't just sit sit on your butt and think it's just going to happen. You have to work well, you at see, it, meditate on it, pray on it.
1: I think I think you hit the nail right on the head, Bob. Is and this is the one um, thing that I've really had you know kind of a a problem with with the uh, the secret is in essence what the secret talks about is absolutely 100 percent true but it's so close quarters, if you will, that it's just not practical for most people. And no, that is, no you were vibrating. Well, it has to do with our past, still, is because if you were vibrating at such a positive vibration, then yes, you could simply just think about things and they would come into your experience. But the problem is, is that we, most of us have had so many negative experiences in our past that we bring so much doubt to the table that, okay, maybe we could sit down for a couple minutes and think positively about something, but then the rest of our 24 hours was doubting and cursing and feeling horrible. And so you have to get your vibration overall in general up into a higher vibration, and then therefore you become that which you want to come into your life, and then your vibrations match. But if you only do it for a few minutes and then send out totally opposite vibrations, well, then it's not going to be able to stay
0: in your vibration. Exactly. So I sit here and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write this down and I'm going to think positively that this change is going to come into my life. And then 10 minutes later, I, you know, a, a friend calls or someone comes in your office at work and you start talking negatively about what you just sent positive energy into or even talking negatively about something else that could lead them to think negatively about what you're wanting and it's kind of you know it's i just had this little thing in my head of you've got all these little balls you know going around the room and they're you know just instead of Is going across peacefully. Someone comes in with negative energy into your. I'm sitting in my office, and someone would come into my office and say something that's negative. That, boom, the you know those balls start hitting harder, and the positive balls kind of just slow down some because they just got hit and moved back a few feet behind me because now the negative one has more has hit it hard. And, and I think you really hit that nail on the head there with, uh, you know, saying that you know you 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 give it you don't give you don't vibrate at a positive level all day long. If you only do it for the 15 minutes or however long it is that you meditate during the day or sit and and contemplate in contemplation, that no, it's you know you you allow those other things to come in, and then you also have the the people that are around you, that maybe you're not as kind as you should be, and you're not infusing that the kindness that you have into other people, and you're and you may be positive towards yourself but negative towards others, and unaccepting of what where they're at, and not and, and being negative or gossiping, and not keeping your not being your highest self at all times. Right. And
1: although it seems like, and I've experienced it myself as being work to stop gossiping and stop speaking negatively and thinking negatively whenever I can remember to do so. And it does seem like work at times, but what I'm really realizing and coming to the awareness of is that it's all attached to the value. That we place upon something with our judgments. And again, when we can come back to that first scenario that I uh, talked about where just looking at something and not applying any judgments, in other words, not comparing it to anything else, like those are big ears, because to say a statement that those are big ears, you have to be comparing it against small ears. But rather, just looking at the shape and recognizing ear to be an ear, and just leaving it at that, and then looking at all the little contours and the shapes that an ear makes up, and in particular the ear that you're looking at, gets you into this place of just observing what that thing is, and not bringing any past into it to say, well, this is this because I've seen this before. And when we we begin to release our judgments, then... The changing of our vibration happens faster and faster, because that's the thing that, to me, all judgments—whether you're judging something to be positive or negative—a judgment really gives you this experience of fluctuation, like a roller coaster ride that has its really high highs, but then it has its really low lows. And whenever you judge something as high, you're going to later have a—you have to have a contrast of something low to determine that it's a high. And whenever you're bringing, is it still a judgment, and therefore you're still having the contrast between the high and the low. And so as long as one exists, you're going to have the duality of the other one still existing. Right. And when we bring ourselves into this place of just observing and experiencing what's in front of us the way it is, it's a much more freeing experience.
0: Yeah, an ear is just an ear. It's no better or no worse than anyone else's ear. It allows them to hear the same as we, as you and I and everyone else does, out of, out of our ear. And it doesn't matter whether it's large, small, cauliflower, flower, what have you, it's still just an ear. Yeah, it's interesting how we all do put, wrap things around a, a standard. Yes, and, and who created the standard? And, and the standard is different for each person, even. So, what I would judge as a large ear, for example, someone else might judge as the perfect ear. So, you know, where where are these? I guess you know, there's probably someone that did a whole study, and there's a standard deviation for ear size somewhere. I'm sure, uh, <laughs> right. <but laughs> But even that study is some
1: study of a compilation of the general average of everybody's definition of what a perfect ear makes.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: and why do you need some study that tells you that so that what, you can change your observations to meet someone else's observations so you can get more in line with common believed and accepted ideas?
0: Yeah yeah and just cross culturally it's gonna be you know that's gonna be different anyway because right. in some societies you you just look in some societies uh heavier people are more valued in that society because they're as as a woman you know the you know the, you need to have some meat on your bones so to speak in order to uh endure a uh a, a healthy pregnancy right or so it's all about judgment and 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 we all have our own internal ways of doing that and it's you know we need to think, stop making assumptions and judging others and that helps us to to move forward and not live in the past by not judging people so much and judging ourselves. I think we judge ourselves much more than we judge others In internally as we're living in the past and sitting depressed or we're uh, or talking about the past with people. Just the, to, um,
1: if I may kind of give a, a, uh, Another way of looking at that, and that is you say that you think we, we judge ourselves more than others. And I would almost make the statement, and it's not going to be a statement that's 100% true, but let me make the statement, and that would be that we only always judge ourselves. And what I mean by that is even when we judge another, what scorecard or what thing are we looking at to place judgments on other people. It's like we have a list of things, and then when we look at other people, we are comparing them against this list inside our own heads, and then we're saying, this person's too fat, this person's too short, this person whatever. And so really, it's our own judgments inside of ourselves that we are weighing against this other one so that we can even come to a judgment on that other one. So in a roundabout way, it's almost like all we're ever doing is judging ourselves against everyone else.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that that makes and the,
1: sense. And the way I've realized that we get out of that is we just start loving ourselves just the way we are, and not having demands upon ourselves to be thinner, to be taller, to be more successful, to be whatever. To just Learning. start loving ourselves where, saying, where we're
0: at. And stop saying that people that like small people or people that like large people have a fish, You know, I think that's where another thing, you know, is we we determine that, okay, well, here's a, a, a little person and, you know, there are people that that's what they're attracted to or there's people that are attracted to larger people. And, you know, then we start passing judgment not only on the little person or big person, we pass judgment on the people that are attracted to those people too. And that's, you know, that's really what just makes up diversity in in mm-hmm. life and in culture. And it's what makes it interesting to people watch and to uh, come into the moment by, by observing those differences between us and among us. So it, It's almost like there's a double standard there right right (laughs) we create the judgment but then there's also the people that do have the that that's what they're attracted to and then they become judged as well for their for their likes or dislikes and if it right
1: (laughs) i know you've mentioned uh twice now the the wood people watching and then you mentioned earlier about how you've been in airports a lot, so you've done that quite a bit. I remember uh, back a year and a half ago when I uh, flew on a plane for the first time, and it was a trip to Texas, and it was two stops in between. Um, And when I first was getting the plane flight I thought it was one stop, but it ended up being two. And so they were... And one of the stops was a change of planes. So... I was in Phoenix with a, the change of planes, and there was probably about a 45-minute wait between plane flights. And so I was like, well, I've been sitting for the last two or three hours, so I don't want to particularly sit. So I just decided to walk up against, up, up and down the um, inside of the airport, and I just thought to myself, I'm going to look into everybody's eyes that I come across. And just notice and see how many people make eye contact with me. And then I started thinking to myself, and for how long? And so I did this for 45 minutes, just walking up and back and down, and realized that about two or three people looked at me in the eyes and then quickly turned away. And it was just, I... I wasn't trying to judge it. I wasn't trying to do anything but just observe and kind of take like a little study, if you will, to see what the outcome was going to be. And looking back on it, I just found it very interesting and intriguing that I don't know how many people I crossed that I was looking at them and only made eye contact with two or three of them. It was just an interesting observation that I came across.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that, with your findings there from, uh, having seemed like i've probably spent a year of my life in an airport probably the the yeah it's amazing and it's not just the airport it's anywhere you go that if you look at someone and you make eye contact it's it's ra- it's rare to make that eye contact and when you do it, it, there's such an uneasiness about it for for people or, depending. you know, sometimes I guess they're either very uneasy with it or it's someone else who's probably doing the same thing to see if they can get eye contact and then there's a smile and, and you know, there you go. But, yeah, you can – trying to make eye contact I think is difficult – is is a challenge. And it's interesting, you know, that the eyes are the window to the soul and yet everyone wants to keep their eyes. You know, maybe maybe that's telling in itself.
1: <laughs> I think so.
0: And I think what it tells me is
1: that we're all so ashamed and embarrassed of who we are because of all those judgments that we are holding against ourselves with inside of ourselves that we feel like if someone were to look into our eyes, they would see all these black marks that we have and right. begin to yeah. judge us, and that would make us feel even worse.
0: Right or' we're, or we are or we fear if that if we look someone in the eyes, not only that, but that if they're looking at us in the eyes, they are judging us right so it's it's that insecurity or or uh, fear of rejection, if you will, that makes that may be part of that as well, so how is it that we can you know instill some of that that gentle compassion in you know, and, and make sure that everyone that we come into contact with on a regular basis that they, or even on a casual basis, that, you know, I think people are very suspecting of folks that are kind, <laughs> unfortunately. And that's what it seems to me is that if when you're kind, people think that you want something or they think that you're, you know, going to go rob their house afterwards or it, it, it's a sad state of our society but I think that it's real that people do think that if you're being nice that you want something and not not sure how you you know I I try to always be kind I'm not always kind I have to admit there's times I'm not kind at all Um, but even when you try to be kind you know you get that little bit of hesitation on the part of the of the person you're trying to come across as being kind that they may think it's a ploy for something else.
1: Yes. You said it exactly. I think too many times when someone is trying to be kind it's because they're trying to it's like I don't know when, one one way to say this is with all the judgments that we place upon ourselves this list that we're carrying around, it's almost like having a closet full of Halloween costumes that we can put on whenever the that costume suits our needs to fulfill the agendas that we have for us at that moment. And so a lot of times when people are, quote, trying to be kind, they're just putting on another costume in, right. in a way <clears throat> to, to deceive someone or to meet the needs that they want. And so it's just another way of being insincere. And to me, when we, again, I don't know, I guess the theme of this show ends up coming back for me, at least, back to the judgments, is when we begin to release the judgments that we hold upon ourselves, then we're being more real, and we're being more genuine. And I've noticed, that whenever someone's being genuine with me and whenever I'm being genuine with someone else, and kindness always comes with being genuine, that it's never a fearful situation and you're never wondering, what does this person want? And so to me, when we're being authentic and genuine in our kindness, then it's never perceived as, what does this person want?
0: Right. I think it. That makes a good point. You have to you have to be genuine in your kindness. It's not a. It's not a. Something you just say today. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be kind, and I'm going to wear it. It's, it's, the word that came into my head was mask. a mask. That it's a mask that you have on that you know you're going to take on and off. I'm going to be nice today, and you know tomorrow we'll see how it go. We'll see how it goes, and Maybe I'll be nice, maybe I won't. I think it you have to decide that every day excuse me that every day you're gonna be a nice, kind, compassionate person because if you're if you're not then and and obviously we can all slip and have you know uh, days that. Or moments when we're not kind and when we're not being compassionate and we're passing judgment, but we, as long as we're looking back at that, as long as we recognize in that moment and try to rectify that situation or at least make note to self in the moment that that is not the right behavior to be displaying, then we've learned our lesson from that and makes us makes much more time pass. That, that, then, that we don't transgress in being kind. And the least, the, the more likely it is that the person that is the uh, benefactor of your kindness is now not passing judgment on your kindness and trying to ask the question, well, what do they want? There must be more to the story than this person just being nice all the time. Right. I think that was so
1: perfect and so succinct to what we were talking about and not only what we were talking about but now leads us into a wonderful practice, a practical practice that we can all partake in um, throughout our days to make these concepts that we've been talking about more real. And that would be like you were just saying. Instead of like waking up, in the morning and saying to yourself, okay, how am I feeling and what is the right mask to wear to meet the needs that I need for today to accomplish whatever it is I want to accomplish, but rather wake up and no matter what, what we're feeling or what mask we're wearing, make it our intention to be kind and be genuine to the best of our ability today. And with and starting no out with
0: self, <laughs> right? And pass no judgment on ourselves if we if we falter from that during that day. If we, you know, if for some reason we're in a pissy mood, then you know, you try your best to say, you know, hey, divine, help me get out of it and get get this funk off of me. Get the help me to remind me to be compassionate. Remind me that that's what. I've decided that I'm going to do from now on. Exactly. And as we do that
1: every day and have that be our mantra, you could say throughout the day, then it's going to be more and more something we experience and therefore become more and more a habit. And then from there, it's just going to be more and more where we live from. And I know that you have um read the book many times so would you be willing to share with us the uh, four agreements by miguel ruiz
0: sure uh i and I, and it's something that i that i strive to do every day but again you know i i think you're right you have to get up every morning and make it your mantra and you know, whatever it is, the first thing that you do in the morning, you know, for some people that may be walking directly from bed to the shower, for some it may be, you know, going to turn the coffee pot on and if you're in the shower or you're waiting on your coffee or you're having your morning cigarette, if that's your your morning, is we all have something that we do in the morning where we're waiting on something or we're taking a shower and it, it's a time that we're, we're. I think we all have some time alone in the morning by ourselves is what I'm trying to get at, no matter what it is that you do in that time. And we can all start out today by having a mantra, you know, of whether it's, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything that I have and everything that, good that has come into my life. And I look forward to more good coming into my life. Or, you know, what, whatever your mantra is, you know, just take that time in the morning rather than getting yourself all worked up about, oh, I have to go to work and there's going to be this meeting and so-and-so is going to be there and I can't stand that person or what whatever it is that you would normally do in a routine, you know, make it a routine. And what do they say? You do it seven times, then it becomes a habit. I think I've never heard that one in particular, but I can agree with that, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's, I've think i read that or heard that somewhere, that if you do something seven days in a row, then it becomes a habit. I know it takes a lot longer than that to break a habit, <laughs> one that you've had for a long time. But I think if you start out every morning and have a mantra, I am prosperous, I am love, I am prosperity, I am going to be a kinder, nicer person today than I was yesterday, et cetera, that, that you start doing it every day, it will become a habit. And you'll start to do that. And and maybe we start out, listeners this week, saying I'm not going to be so judgmental. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to judge. Repeating it ten times or however many times you're comfortable with. At least three, I think. Um, But back to the four agreements. great, great philosophy. Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, you can buy the book anywhere probably online or any, or at your local bookstore support your local bookstore if you have them it's not a chain that's just reference from that's my politics there uh but the first one is to be impeccable with your word which means don't use words that speak ag- against yourself or against anyone else so don't judge is you know a good way to say what that means don't gossip uh, the second one is don 't take anything personally. Remember when people say things they may they're probably not saying them directly They may be saying them directly to you, but they may not mean what you interpret them to mean, and it may be that you know their opinions and their actions are really their own thing. It has to do with them, not with you,
1: like I was saying earlier it has
0: to do with their own internal list that they're
1: holding around as judgments.
0: Right. It's their own internal list and it's nothing personal against you. And it's their own standards that they have built inside them for, you know, whatever reason, because their parents told them that, you know, the ears of that size were big, what have you. Uh, the third agreement to make with yourself is don't make assumptions. Ask the question. Um, if it's if you're assuming something, you could be wrong. So make sure to ask the question. Have an open dialogue be uh, don't let don't let there be a communication breakdown. Make sure that you find out the for real for real, not the and it kind of goes back to gossip. Don't let you know when you make an assumption, then you might start to gossip, which means that you are not going to be impeccable with your work and and then kind of these kind of all tie in together that if you it's just a good way to communicate with people on a daily basis anyway, and the fourth one is always do your best, and I don't think we need to say anything about that. It's just do your best um, well we can we, we can
1: go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say we could reiterate what we were talking about earlier about doing our best when we wake up with these intentions and mantras, if you will, that we don't beat ourselves up ad item when we make a mistake, and rather we just say, okay, get back up on the horse and do our best.
0: Right. Don't judge. Don't judge yourself. Don't allow self-judgment to get in there. And then something that I wrote down that I've been saying every day that um, has kind of been my mantra if you will has been what can I do better now and it's kind of my own personal challenge and I think it's you know if I probably need to say uh practice the four agreements more. (laughs) (laughs) help me uh you know that would what can I do better now practice those four agreements and practice you know and, and it really ties in with the secret too if you're doing your best if you're not talking bullshit and you're not judging people and you're being positive, positive things are going to happen for you. And, and don't surround – and, you know, if you've got a lot of people around you that are really negative and really pull you down, you need to let them go. Let them go be negative <laughs> go monsters. And I think that's probably really hard for a lot of people to say, well, you know, this person, this or that, and 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 maybe, you know, you, you don't just – automatically just say, hey, you know, get out of my life, you're a negative person. I think you you talk to them and, and try to tell them, hey, let's, let's be a little more positive and upbeat and try to, you know, show them by example. And I think that, you know, that will get other people with it, lined up in that same type of thinking as of positive thinking, and I'm, I think if you, if done tactfully, <laughs> then that, you know, you're you're not going to lose any friendships or, or anything over it. It's just a matter of saying, hey, you know, I know I used to be a an SOB and be a totally negative person, but I've turned my life around, and I'm going to start thinking positive, and You know, maybe part of it is because of the people that were around you that you did. (laughs) that you turned around some and became more positive. And, and, you know, then if that's the case, make sure you thank them. And that's something I always try to say and emphasize on on this show is being thankful. and, And every day, you know, before you go to bed or when you get up, just to say thank you to the universe for not having dirt thrown in your face today <laughs> <laughs> for being alive for being for having people around you who who love you and appreciate you yes gratitude
1: is definitely the quickest way to turn ourselves from a negative vibration to a positive one and believe it or not you know I've I've talked about this recently with friends and that is that if you turn on the television and watch the news, it's all, for the most part, negativity. And the, and in this conversation that I was having with a friend was that she, way back in high school, was part of a journalism class, and the teacher had made a statement like, um, don't be so upset that the news is always negative, and instead realize that the negativity that the news is showing is, quote, news, because it's, quote, out of the ordinary. And the only thing that you'd want to be upset about and worried about is if the news was positive because the positive was out of the ordinary. And to look at it from that angle and to realize that if we can blow that up in scale, if you will, and realize that that's the truth and therefore realize that there are more things in our lives and in the world to look at that are positive rather than the negative. But for some reason, the mindset of us individually and the world at large has put their focus on the -the out-of-the-ordinary negativity that's going on. It blows it up and makes it seem like that's what's the mass thing happening. But in truth, there are more positive things going on the negative things, and when we can bring gratitude into the equation and start simply just being grateful for the wonderful people in our lives, and the fact that we have this computer to come and listen to this show, and that we have a house that gives us the, le- the electricity to turn on the computer that brings us this show, and so on and so forth, and simply getting into the little nuances of one thing on how you're grateful for it would switch your frame of mind from the extraordinary negativity to the common upbeat positivity. And then your life would flow in that direction as well. As you focus on positive, you're going to see more and more positive. And you could see say that uh, gratefulness is the conductor, if you will, and changes your outlook on life to see more of the same and so gratitude ends up being a massive part of changing for the positive if we would make it a desire and set forth to have that be our experience
0: on a daily basis yep absolutely I think you know that's what you know I I tend to be a right-brained person as my partner reminds me all the time Um, and just me, that I'm a, a numbers guy, and accountant, and, um, you know, it makes me, you know, when when you were talking, I could just see this equation in my head of, you know, what makes the, you know, it, it's the, all the inputs need to be positive in order to get positive out. So, you know, the, the larger amount of positive. So, if we're adding and adding and adding and adding, it just gets bigger and bigger. And if we're, you know, we add negative to it, we're taking away from that from our own prosperity really you know we put in you you're if you're continually adding which is positive positive in in math then you know a, a bunch of pluses you know equal a whole you know one plus and two plus and you know you add that negative and usually the negative is going to be more weighted more than positive you it's going to take you a lot longer to get To positive, positive positive ground
1: and the wonderful aspect of the contrast between positive and negative is that positivity is always on your side not only is positivity positivity always on your side because it is actually the majority of what's going on but also positivity outweighs negativity So, for instance, one positive act can outweigh 10 negative acts. And so, as we change our experience from the negativity to the positivity, it's not like it takes a mathematical equation saying, well, if there are 20,000 things happening in my life and I'm seeing 19,900 of them negatively, then I've got to see... 10,000, one of them positively to change myself into a positive vibration. And I tell you, no, it's, the equation is a lot less than that, and the percentile is a lot less than that. All you got to do is start seeing maybe 500 or 1,000 things positively, and then your life is going to change for the positive more often. And then as you really change that equation over to, to positivity over negativity, then it really just expounds uh, exponentially. It's an effect in your life. And when you hit that 5,000 mark over 15,000 negative, it's so exponentially greater that it's amazing how how it is. And then, of course, as you continue in your positive trek and you finally hit that 20,000 positive things and no negative things, it's unimaginable
0: as to how grand it is of an experience. Absolutely, the positive heavily outweighs the negative it cancels one one positive cancels out a lot of negative just i mean just think of the way that you feel in the morning if you wake up and it's one of those you know i i I've gotten on Facebook in the last couple of months as a well I kind of got on I don't know anyway it doesn't matter why I got on there but I got on Facebook, and, you know, what I noticed sometimes, is that there's some people that post, you know, then they go to the restroom, I think, and, and it's a little crazy, and they might be a little OCD, but the, you know, some people will put in there, oh, I woke up, and I'm in a great mood today, or, oh, I woke up and, um, in a pithy mood today, well, if you think about how you feel in those mornings when you wake up, and you're in a really great mood, and you accomplish things, think about, you know, think about the That positive, and how much more that weighs on, on your day, and on you, and all of those around you when you start your day that way. And think about how, you know, the day just goes on and gets more and more positive, and you feel like you've got, you've accomplished so much because you started out positive. When when you start out negative, you start out in a pissy mood in the morning. You're just gonna get. Typically, you're just going to get in more of a pissy mood, and it's going to be something that, that that just happens to bring you down. But you but you can you feel so much better when it's when it's positive, and it I think it just kind of in, reinforces what you said that that positive is a lot heavier heavier than than negative much more energy surrounding it that can boot that negative away. Yes, and I find it that's one of the changes that I've been
1: making in my life, and it is manifesting and expanding in my life in the fact that starting on Monday, tomorrow morning, I'm going to be doing on my radio show every day of the week, uh, starting off at 8 in the morning Pacific time, and I've, I've started a new segment on my show called Good Vibrations, Centering Exercises to Begin Our Day in a Positive Way. And it's going to be meditations and good news and uh, positive affirmations to begin our day on a positive way and therefore expand from there.
0: Excellent. And where can folks find that?
1: So that they can uh, Yes, they, they can find me here on our Blog Talk Radio and the address would be www dot blog talk radio
0: dot com forward slash radiate love. Okay. So we'll hope you get a lot of listeners. That sounds like a great way to start out your morning and a great way to help other people start out theirs. And Exactly even though, it might, even though it may be eight o'clock Pacific time and call and and folks may not be able to listen, they can always listen on their way. If you have an iPhone or an iPod, you can download the Show from the prior day in there, and you can always be just one day behind and still be still getting those positive affirmations every day, so that you can exactly have those. So you, that's the wonderful thing about Blog Talk Radio, that you do have the ability to download those. Well, I just looked up and noticed we only have about thirty seconds left. So okay. We never did a centering exercise. We never did a prayer. We just cut. We just jumped right in and got going so real quickly i just want to say thank you to everyone for listening to the show thank you brian for being here today and everyone go out be the show gratitude and compassion and brian i'll let you close up you got about 10 seconds okay thank you bob for being here this week
1: in place of mara and i look forward to speaking with you again next week and of course callers i mean listeners We'd like to have some callers, but thank you listeners for coming to the show today. And have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Stay positive and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Namaste.
0: Namaste. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.